to Winners Church. Uh, we're tonight. We're talking. Uh, we're at Healing Room. I'm Sister Carolyn, and uh, yesterday was so awesome. I thank God. Uh, man, I'm having a great year. Is anybody having a great year already? I mean, it was like the the, the last quarter of 2020 was. It was lit. I mean, um, God was speaking to us and um, declaring to us, and so it just really set us up, and then we had our relaunch, and then it was revival, so it was really awesome. So yesterday, um, I, uh, I got to spend some time with the winner's babies, and you know, I've always worked in Kingdom Kids, but it was really, really great. I actually have been building my faith, and it kind of talks about, uh, it's going to kind of work in tonight's service. As I was driving over here, um, I got to hang out with Mila and Ava. I mean, <laughs> not you, Ava. Uh, Amelia and uh, Camilla and some of the, the little babies. And I've always been afraid of them. And it wasn't because they're so little. It's because after you get, I guess for me, in my mind, after I got a certain age, I felt kind of disconnected. Like, I don't know. They're so little. And every time they cry, I just feel like I, I didn't know how to handle them, you know. And so, praise God, Elder Rhonda was in there with me, so I felt fortified and equipped. And um, as I was driving over here, God was like, that's how people feel about healing and min the ministry of healing and how we approach things. And I was like, Holy Spirit, tell me more. Because um, I had been wanting to hold the, the new babies. But um, I, I, it was a fear. It was, it was a, a, a it, I didn't realize it was a fear. And I didn't really want to approach it, you know, to reach out. And, and I talked about it, but I never wanted to hold them. And so one day, um, I said, Shelby, man, I want to hold me. I've been thinking about holding her. She was like, what? <laughs> I said, because she's so small and I, I want to, but I'm just not right ready yet. She said, okay, well, today you can hold on. And I wasn't really ready, but something happened, and so I didn't get a chance to hold her. But yesterday was my chance, and I held her most of the day, and I was like, wow, it's not so bad. Hey, she was so precious, and it was easy. And then she, even her cry was precious. I was like, oh, God, you ain't got nothing on gas. Girl, let me hold you. And so I was holding her, and God, I mean, really the only time she was fussy was when she was sleepy and hungry. I was like, okay, I can do this, you know. And so reason why it kind of peered in to um, the ministry as we minister healing, because isn't that the approach, though? Isn't that kind of how we think about healing, ministering healing to the sick? I want to. I really want to. But it's something about just actually doing it is like, I'm not quite yet ready yet. And so I was like, man, I, I never thought that would really work out. But um, so I listened to uh, the word of God, uh, Pastor Ziggy um, taught as I got to walk out and work with the kids. And um, I just want to say that, that was a good word because it reminded me of toward the end of the year, I was really battling in my soulish realm of uh, letting go of some mindsets and letting go of some things. And when we started the series, Aligning the 
the natural to fit the supernatural. It was very apparent that I was going to have to um, because um, at that point, you know, we to go further in God, to go and do the things he's asking us to do is some things we have to give up. It's some things we have to lay aside. And so um, and so that's what I want to talk about tonight. But it's going to be fun. Amen. So um, uh, turn to me to Acts 3. Hi, Nakia. So glad to see you tonight. The, the mighty Sanders. Hallelujah. And then as I came in, Anna gave a testimony. I was like, Anna, you all in it tonight. She shared with me her testimony. And Anna, that blessed me because that's, that's how it is, too. And so we're going to kind of talk about that. But Acts 3, starting with verse 1, I'm going to be reading out of the Amplified tonight. It says, now Peter and John were going up to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. It was about 3 o'clock in the afternoon. When a certain man crippled from his birth was being carried along, who was laid each day at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, so that he might beg for charitable gifts from those who entered the temple. So when he saw Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked them to give him a gift. And Peter directed his gaze intently at him and said, to him, and so did John, and said, look at us. And the man paid attention to them, expecting that he was going to get something from them. But Peter said, silver and gold are money. I do not have, but what I do have that I give to you. In the use of the name of Jesus of Nazareth, walk. So I want to go back because... For years, as we read this story, as we read the insert about them going to the temple of our prayer, a lot of times in the beginning, I would say, man, that is awesome. I wish I could be like Peter and John. <laughs> but guess what? We all are like Peter and John. Because the thing was, what did they have? What did he offer them? And that is really why... Um, uh, when Pastor Ziggy's been preaching here lately, wanting us to recognize that we have the, the Holy Spirit on the inside of us, the indwelling of his spirit, and we have everlasting life. So what they were offering him was everlasting life in the name of Jesus. Amen. So it was like, we can be like them. We can be like them. But also in that passage, look how many times they passed them by. And, and I was thinking about that today, getting dressed, as um, I was asked to do this tonight. Like, man, look, that particular day was a divine appointment at 3 o'clock, right? And then what we've been praying for, divine appointments, right? So I just declare early tonight that we won't miss our divine appointments. We won't miss what God has for us in the name of Jesus. Now we're talking about the, uh, the area of ministering healing, but... The other thing was they, they were set to do something that they did all the time, prayer. But also, when even that was they spent time fellowshipping with the Holy Ghost. 
Um, in Acts, they, they fellowship with uh, each other. They fellowship through the reading of the word. And then someone gave, uh, stood up. Um, remember Peter? He uh, preached and he added thousands. It says hundreds to thousands to, to the kingdom, right? That's what we do anyway. So God wants us to shift our mindset of you can do this because you do it already. <laughs> but the encouragement tonight is that we do it more. We're going to minister healing out of our relationship, out of our fellowship with him. And the acknowledgement that the Holy Spirit is with us, is in us, he's present. And when we minister, it's not us doing the work, but he's just using us. Look, how many times did they pass them by? He said that the man at the gate of beautiful was there every day. And, and, and look how much faith it took for him to begin to ask. So there were several things that were taking place. His faith to ask. I'm sure he asked thousands of times to many people going to the temple, right? Many scholars, many people going to prayer. But this particular day, we know it was recorded that he asked Peter and John. And then they said they gazed back intently. It was fixed with intensity. Doing the will of God and ministering healing, it, it's going to be inconvenient. They could have been, took a religious reproach and been like, oh, I'm sorry. I, I have to go to prayer. I, if you're here when I get back, I'll, I'll come back and minister healing to you. <laughs> but sometimes we do that too, you know. But what God wants us to focus on is it's not in the how-to. It is we get to and the when. Right now. Right now. So I was thinking about, um, Pastor talking about um, some people going to minister in a different way. No, no, you're going to still minister healing, but it may not be at the hospital. But what about in the grocery store? We all love Walmart, right? <laughs> we buy more, <laughs> right? Some people are going to get a word of knowledge at the grocery store. You got to know that God is speaking to you. The indwelling of the Holy Spirit's on the inside of you. What does this mean? No, there are opportunities that abound in our church, right? So going to the hospital, it's not that, you, that that may is your grace to do it at the hospital, but you get an opportunity because from this point, they have been practicing going to prayer for a long time, right? Fellowship with the whole, God's people, fellowshipping in prayer, reading of the word every day. The, uh, long time ago, pastor used to preach in revival. These were the simple steps to being led by the spirit. And so that particular day, they were led by the spirit of God. And so you get an opportunity to be led by the spirit at the hospital. So when you're at Walmart in the bread section, and because I'm a shorty, I get to ask someone, excuse me, can you get the bread? And then I get a, you get a word of knowledge, like, ooh, this is where Anna comes in. She said she was eating, fellowshipping with a saint, 
And she said, man, my, my knee was hurting. And so I'm asking, I'm making a pull like instantly, just before church started. I said, well, what happened? She said, man, I was like, it got so intense. She said, what if someone stood up and said, hey, hey, whose knee is hurting? I was like, oh, Anna owning something tonight. But what if you did do that, right? What if we did do make that bold of a statement? That would be tempting. So Anna waited. She waited on her opportunity, right? So her opportunity was, she was like, I'm going to just start with the lady that's serving me. Praise God, it was her. <laughs> she said, is it your left or your right? Anna said, I didn't even care. I was like, I'm praying for your knees tonight. But these are the times we need to know we were led by the Spirit. We forget those times. We forget in the times. And so I, as I was coming, and even today, I was thinking about, we focus, let's not focus on the times we missed it or the times when we don't feel sure. But I think the Holy Spirit wants us to focus on all the times you did do and follow after my spirit. All the times you did go and do what I asked you to do. Because we know what detracts faith is all the other stuff, right? But what builds our faith is all the things that we did. So this year, let's focus on that. Let's focus on, you know what? And then I thought about, may I use your next example? Yeah. Inez, mom. I remember she knew nothing. It was when we were in Sobo. You know, that still blesses me today. Because I really wasn't really... I didn't really know her at the time. She was new to our church. She, she loved God. She had to. She loved Joe. But the thing that has always stuck out was she wasn't familiar with us, and I wasn't familiar with her, but it was a moment in time. It was a divine appointment. She had no idea I was praying, God, if you don't do it, I don't know how to lead these people, and I got set up to lead. <laughs> I was just going to revival, being obedient, following after God, right? Doing what our pastor asked us to do. I'm way in Sobel somewhere, and uh, what was the name of the town? Hoochatown. <laughs> and you know, when, I, when, when we were getting our orders, I was like, this is the crazy part. I was being called. I was like, how we gonna get hoochie town? Hoochie coochie. What? I mean, I was just like, how we get hoochie town? Who ever heard of hoochie town? Is there any black people in hoochie town? But thank God, you know, I got over those things, right? Because those are none of the things that's going to be able to facilitate <laughs> the, the gospel, the Holy Spirit, and what he's asked us to do. But I was startled. And then I kind of looked here like, Cherie, you knew this the whole time. And then she tells us, I couldn't say nothing. Pastor said I couldn't say. This was the time you could at least gave us an eye roll, a wink, or something. So we in Hoochatown. I... We in Hoochatown, and I'm responsible for people that I don't even know. And I got to expect something, because they expect something from me. 
The man at the gate of beautiful was expecting something, right? He was, ex the Bible in, in the word, it said he was expecting a gift. But the gift he didn't expect was the gift of eternal life. <laughs> and so, so now uh, it was one day I was out in outreach ministering, and it just came to me because a man was asking for cigarettes. At the at time, that was when we were uh, thinking about the idea of ministering at the gas station. Oh, thanks, little shoe. Praise God, sweet. Awesome. I didn't see myself at the gas station ministering. That's the other thing. Not only do we have to change our mind and our perspective, we have to change our view. We got to, our eyes. We have to begin to use imagination, what everyone has. It works more, a lot with creatives, people in music, people in the arts, in the cosmetology, anywhere you find the arts, you're going to see temperamental, creative people. They feel. They feel. They do feel. Uh, someone this week asked me a question. Do, do you see? I mean, it, uh, so a lot of things about seeing. And so we know that as the Spirit of God uses, he wants to, us to see and to know. That's part of what you're going to need and the tools to facilitate ministering, healing to the sick. The Bible says that they said, silver and gold, I have none, which equated to money. But what I do have is in the name of Jesus. Wouldn't it be awesome if we adopted that same comment or statement, right? <laughs> I actually went out and a guy said, hey, you have cigarettes? I said, cigarettes, I have none, but what I have. <laughs> and I was running late to outreach. <laughs> and I said, you know what? That just came up out of my spirit. I wish I was smart enough to use it prior or before. It just rose up out of my spirit. And he was, I think he was more startled at the statement than anything. He got born again because what happened? I started to see myself ministering at the tank. I said, I'm going to do it. Then, you know, you get Andrew setting a goal. You, you know you got to do something now. But it's in the fellowship. We all need to fellowship because we spur each other on. Andrew made a hundred go soul goal. I mean, you can't beat it. When Andrew makes a goal, you best your bottom daughter, he's going to hit that goal, okay? He's going to start with fire and end with fire. I was like, okay. I'm like the little engine that could, okay. All right. He said, Carolyn, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. We're going to get out there. We're going to get out there. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. I said, I know. I said, but not this week, Andrew. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Look, I'm like, we're going to do it. Then Andrew did it. He ministered at the uh, pump. I was like, oh, man, I got to do it now. I got to do it. I never knew it was going to be on the heels of being late. Okay? Creating opportunities. You got you to gotta take or seize the opportunity sometimes when it's available, when it's convenient, and not convenient. I mean, I could have been late and been like, uh, man, I ain't got a cigarette for you. But praise God bless you. I'm, I'm at the pump anyway. 
you know. I'm trying to, get, I'm, I'm texting them like, I'm coming, I'm coming. <laughs> oh, by the way, somebody got born again. Look, that's the best thing to go in late and you didn't save the soul, right? Amen. It was all worth it in the end because that just stirred up the anointing. So when I came in, I was coming in hot. I was like, whoo, come on now. They like, we already get eight, Curly. Where you been? <laughs> but that's the gift of God working. So back to the, to the line of Walmart. Some of us may uh, get a word of knowledge at Walmart. And that mother who has the kids pulling, mama, I want a candy bar. And she got all the carbohydrates in the basket. You know she need Jesus, right? Because she's tired. Right? Hallelujah. Come on, talk about it. Preach. And then you roll up with a word. Silver and gold, I have none, but what I do have is the gift of God. Listen. God will take your weariness and turn it around, and he will bless you and open doors for you that no man can shut. And then you begin to, to, to pray over. Can I, and, and so what, one of the things we do now, as you're ministering, now we're still talking about ministering healing. You don't give them a chance to say no. I'm sure Aileen Tyler don't be like, well, can I? I mean, in the beginning, that's probably how we all started because we didn't know no better no different right we were trying to be polite but um at the gate of beautiful <laughs> it said that they gazed intently I don't think there was a polite intent gaze he was like I've been and then he probably started thinking about it Peter and John because they looked at each other when we went on uh, for lunch at revival I thought about uh I thought about Cherie because she was looking at this man. I was looking at this man. He came in with a limp. The black man. We was at a soul food restaurant. Hallelujah. It's a highest praise. Hallelujah. It's a highest praise. Because we was eating fried chicken. And what happened was, I looked at her. She looked at me. And it was like, oh, yeah. You think what I'm thinking? But we still can't be. How many times do you fix the gaze and you be like, all right, I know what I got to do. I know what I got to do. And then that mind be like, no, you didn't pray last week. That is a religious lie from the pit of hell. We have to begin to cast down every high imagination that doesn't exalt God and put it in its place under our feet. And go with God. Go with what you know. Go with what the Spirit is telling you. Because we all have heard. And when we have stepped out, we have seen a level of success. Or even success, right? Back to Hoochatown. I've seen the impossible happen. How do you speak a language that no one knows? So we we just standing there. And Jess is speaking to her. The spirit knew. What was the language again that you end up? It was Mandarin. But do you think she uh, came back and was like, oh, today I'm just going to, I'm going to meet someone and I'm going to speak Mandarin to them today. 
and they're going to get filled, and, 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 and salvation's going to come. When she stepped out, she said, girl, let me get a chance. Let me, let me talk to her. I said, okay. It's something by going two by two. The disciples, uh, and I'm going to come back to that story, but when, they, when Jesus did, and sent out the disciples, you know it was 72 that went out. Only 12 came back. <laughs> they were like, this is too hard. I don't want to do this. this. This wasn't my expectation. How many of us do that when we're ministering or when we're out ministering or God called us something? It don't look like what you thought it was, but it's everything you need. So, so when they went out two by two and they got instructions, knock on the door. If they, if they let you in, praise God. You minister to them. If they don't, kick the dust and walk on, right? So, so as they were, she was ministering, just was ministering to her. All I could do is stand in awe because I'm like, we are in Hoochatown. And she's ministering in Mandarin. And, a, and Buddha is right behind the case. And I, I said, God, you know, you could have just blew Buddha down. You know, you, you know, that's my imagination, you know. But what happened was she didn't even acknowledge her God anymore. She connected to the, the spirit. She connected to what she had on the inside, just had on the inside. And what was that? Come on, we already know. It's two things. Amen. Amen. That power. And she got changed. And do you know the, 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 the power of God fell? And that's when I heard God say, now miracles are going to start breaking out because I'm pushing. I think I was praying and hoping an egg would come out. God, I don't know what to do. What, what we need to do? And then after that, it was like it was easy. It was easy to minister. It was easy. That has happened to us, church. How many times y'all been out ministering? And, and here's the thing. It ain't in the loudness. Because where I came from, I thought it was in the loudness. You know, I'm, I already have a strong voice. But it was like, you, no, no. You probably going to break a brain. But I've seen some of you minister, and that grace flows out of you. So what's going to happen when you minister? The other point is what happens when you minister is that virtue comes out of you. This is why fellowship and reading of the word is important. They say, the person, tell me who your friends are, and I can tell you where you'll end up. Come on now. We know that's true in the word and it's true right now in the body of Christ. You hang out with flakes, you're going to be a flake. You hang out with those that are pushing for the supernatural, those that are born of God's spirit, those that want to live a godly life. You are guaranteed a high probability to do those things. So, so, and this was the account when Jesus was being thronged by the woman with the issue of blood. He said, who touched me? Come on, shake it. He said, who touched me? They said, Messiah, no one's touched you. He said, no, somebody touched me. 
Wouldn't it be awesome that when you walk through uh, Walmart, someone touches you? Make a pull on that anointing. They don't even have to know who you are. It can just be ejected as you just sing and going to get some cornbread, some macaroni and cheese. Hallelujah. Ooh, I feel God's spirit. And you looking for the one that touched you. Who was it? Where you at? And then that divine appointment, it's just like they light up. But it's, I, now I know it's not like a, a light up. It's just like a knowing. See, we got to begin to identify what those things are and begin to uh, acknowledge those things. So when we do go out, we know the form, not necessarily a formula, but you know what it is. And not second guess ourselves. Sometimes you be like, I just know I need to talk to that person. Sometimes it's, ooh. And it ain't in the sadness, because there's a lot of times I thought I needed to talk to somebody that looked and said, there was a waste of my time. I mean, it'd be a waste of your time, and now you're trying to figure out how to back up out of the conversation. <laughs> okay, well, thank you. What, you know what? I, I, I got to go. <laughs> Let me give you a card. You ain't ready yet. And that's okay. That's okay. But God is, uh, God is assigning us to those. Those are what our divine appointments are kind of going to, they're going to look like. And it's just going to be fluid and you flow. Yesterday we was at uh, the, the gas station. Again, I said, Lord, I never thought I'd be at the gas station. But when you start working it, we got to work our imagination. We got to work it. You may not minister like anyone else, but it's a way God wants to use you. And you got to expect that God wants to use you. You got to say, today, I'm going to be used of God. I'm expecting the impossible. I'm expecting God to use me to do something awesome today. I'm expecting at least talk to two or three people today about Jesus. Now, you got to make it specific. What are you going to talk about? Because sometimes in the talking don't mean nothing. You just talking. Just talking to be talking. I know. But when you begin to talk about Jesus, have you ever sensed that when some people talk about Jesus, the atmosphere changes? You're like, ooh, it's about to be good. In revival, you notice every speaker, there was an atmosphere change. And those that responded to that atmosphere and, and you responded to the Spirit of God, you meant change. It transforms us. Say, it transforms you. The Spirit of God will transform you into that new thing, that thing that is a God thing. So when they was at the, uh, the gate of beautiful, they were being transformed. And they made the bold statement, silver or gold I have none, but what I do have is in the name of Jesus. So when it was all said and done, they were like, you need to quit saying it in whose name? They was like, whose name you going to say it in? Whose name? They was like, in the name of Jesus. You got to be bold. The next thing is you want to expect the supernatural to work in you. You got to be okay with the pushback. See, that's the unexpectation. So let's be just set and ready. Be prepared. 
Because as we prepare ourselves, you, you should already know pushback going to come. It's already going to come. But guess what? We gave our lives unto death. It's a win-win situation because yet while I'm present in the body to be absent from the body is to be what? Present with the Lord. Give God hand praise. Amen. He is a good God. He is a good God. It was something Pastor said. I wrote it down. It says, your gift, when you give your gift to people and your gift to God, God gave us his life for people. Religion will try to trick you. Be led by the Spirit. Now, these is Curlin's little transitional notes. You may have something different. Probably it's accurate. But that's what I heard. <laughs> that's what I heard. So when we give our lives unto death, it's already, we already gave him our life. Let's give him our gift instead. That gift is the gifts that works in us. We've been talking about the gifts and ministries of the Holy Spirit. We are to, the one translation says we are to lust after those gifts. I don't know about anybody else. You know, people get scary about the word lust. Say it again. Lust, 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 lust. I'm just trying to get you ready. But that word lust means to strongly desire. I could do that. How many can do that? We can strongly desire the gifts of the Holy Spirit. The gifts, the tools that's going to help us to get it done. So it's no longer I, but I that live in Christ Jesus. So really, we just alone for the journey. I have never, ever, when I submit and commit unto the Lord and he takes me on a journey, it's always fun. That's the other thing I want to tell you. Ministering, healing, it can be fun. Listen, I want you to know your eyes will get used to seeing something very strange, okay? You be like, that is so cool. Because you know in your natural self you couldn't do it. That's what makes it supernatural because, listen, on a regular day, if I ain't thinking about it or I'm not, oh, write this d definition down. That's a good one. You know, Pastor talked about leaning in. I was like, well, well what that mean? To lean in. So I looked it up today on the way coming because this is what, what it means. And you know how sometimes you like, because for me it has to be visual. So I want to picture, I'm going to give you a visual too. So it says to lean. To be in. Or move into a sloping position. So there used to be a song called Lean With It, Rock With It. <laughs> I say used to because I don't want to tell my age. <laughs> so we all know Lean With It, Rock With It. Lean. You lean. <laughs> you're like, Kelly, you're so animated. I know, girl. But one says, here was the adjective, to slant. 
Oh, this is the one that, that hit me home. To incline. There's a scripture. Go to uh, Psalms, uh, I'm sorry, Proverbs 420. Now, this is familiar. See how things begin to connect the dots? So we're going to lean. So visually see yourself lean. And the, so the one we want to think about is inclining, right? Um, Proverbs 4 and 20. Who want to read it for me? Anyone? Not up there. Who has it? Who said it? Say amen. Wait, wait, wait. My son, pay attention to my words and be willing to learn. Open your ears to my sayings. Which one? Who has the, uh, the Amplify. where it says, that's amplified. Who has the one where it says, incline thine ear to my saying? Who has that one? You. <laughs> Look, I'm ready tonight, Sherry. I'm like. My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Okay. So, now, that words bring more light to us because it says incline. Lean. So when Pastor was talking about you have to lean into the Lord, he's talking about inclining your ear to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. Because even that is one of the scriptures for healing. Incline thine ear to my sayings. Well, what are they saying? Whatever God's saying. I know it was so hard. It was so hard. But we, we incline our ear to the saying of what God is saying. So getting what God is saying about healing makes a difference. And so you can apply it to anything else. But tonight we're talking about um, the, uh, how to minister healing. So as you're inclining and you're meditating, and meditating is, in, is that in-depth thought, and it's what you use in your imagination. One of the things you got to do is begin to see yourself laying hands on somebody. Once I started doing it, and then God showed me an, a power, like, in the middle of my belly. And then I promised it was like a superhero. It was like power and fire coming out. I was like, you know what I'm saying? And so last week, my question was, well, how do you, if anybody was around, I asked Pastor a question. I said, well, how do you begin to get to what you saw? He said, keep, meditate on it. Meditate on it. I bet you that when they started the ministry of healing at Winners, Tyler and Ayla, they had already seen themselves doing it. They had to. That's part of the process, right? And then they kept pushing. They kept leaning in. They kept uh, aggressively seeking God in prayer, in reading of the word. The grace was already upon them. Theirs was a step further because they recognized that there was a working grace in their lives. But we all been called to lay hands on the sick and the sick recover. Now, we get caught up in the how-to. You know, when you Google how-to, how-to, all this DIY. You can, well, you can't DIY healing. <laughs> you just can't do it. I wish you, <laughs> you, you know, all these five points. No, the Holy Spirit is your teacher. He's your guide, so he's going to help you as you lean in and incline your ear. As you say, Lord, what do we, Holy Spirit, what are we going to do today? 
be open to whatever he had to do. Because we already seen in the word of God, we can identify ourselves through Peter and, uh, Peter and John. They were on their way to prayer. I don't think healing was on their mind. But the things of God was on their mind. So that was all-encompassing. And then they just responded. Because that was a need. And the, the pull was when the man at the gate of beautiful stopped them and, and he was expecting something. Again, he just didn't know what he was expecting. Sometimes you got to change the narrative of the situation. The man at the gas station expected cigarettes. He was not expecting salvation. <laughs> okay? He wasn't. I don't think I've ever seen anybody say, you know what, I was expecting salvation. I knew you were coming. Very few. Because some people will testify and be like, man, I just, I mean, stories, we've heard stories in outreach, and probably you have that have gone out and ministered. You know, I was just praying to the Lord today if you didn't come. There was a lady, a guest here Sunday. She came expecting. So if people, we got to understand there are people expecting around us. And you're the one that's going to get it done. You're the one that's going to fulfill the prayer. It ain't, oh, Lord, send, send, send somebody else. I'm on lunch. Um, you're, I love this. I love this. Ayla, can I use an example? Ayla said, well, oh, precious Lord, excuse me. What's the point of having any anointing if you ain't going to use it? I was like, was that a preach? I never thought of it that way. We all are anointed. So when I was battling in that season, praise God, I submitted and committed. And I wrote it down on my notebook, what Pastor was talking about, the discussion we had. Because it was, it was a defining moment for me. I could stay miserable and never, I could have probably died if I never would have changed, allowed the Holy Spirit to change my mind. I'm just being honest. There's only so much you can take physically when you're battling infirmity and sickness in your body. You ask a cancer patient. A lot of them don't die because they don't, some of them, but I'm talking about those that we've met and ministered to that love Jesus and just happen to have cancer. They battle because the infirmity and the pain is so great that they never prepared their heart. And even when God sent someone, they couldn't really hear or identify what they needed to do to change. To turn it around. Some do. But it is the gift that God has given us all. Sovereignty will. So in points of your life, you're going to have a point where you're going to have to just make up your mind. And submit and commit. At first I wrote commit to submit. And he said, no, that's not right. So I wrote it. I scratched it out. He said, submit to commit. And I said, well, why would you say it that way, Lord? I'm talking to the Holy Spirit. We was hanging out here recently. He said, because when you gave your heart to me and, and I called on your, you submitted to me without you even really knowing me. 
and then you committed even though you didn't know what the cost was going to be. Do you remember that when you gave your heart to the Lord? You didn't know what all this that we know now. That's why we were like, oh, Lord, I don't know if I signed up for this. But you knew one thing. He came. He, he, he brought wholeness. And wholeness is this. The state of being unbroken or undamaged. And you said, yeah. You said yes to the Lord. And when out of that yes, it led us somewhere else and somewhere else and somewhere else. That's all we're doing as we go from faith to faith to glory to glory. We're continuing in the journey of saying yes. But I don't know as we get older or you do, you know, some people do church and you experience things. You forget that that yes with same power. That same yes was built on the same foundation for which, that's why Pastor said, well, that same faith that you used to get born again was really born out of that yes. The yes of not knowing, yes, I'll follow you. Yes, I'll go wherever you say go. Yes, I'll do what you say do. Yes, and, and, and people write songs about it because that's what they've experienced and that's what they, they learned or, 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 or came to realize. In their walk with him. So as you begin to continue to walk after the spirit, you got to keep a yes. And that yes is, yes, I'll go even when I don't understand. Even when I don't even know how the pieces are going to fit. Right? I'll say yes even when I'm wrecked in pain and you still asking me to go to lay hands on the sick. It, it don't have nothing to do with my healing because the healing belongs personally to me is in my fellowship with the Lord. It has nothing to do with me ministering healing to the sick. But it's all connected because that same power that raised Jesus, that same power that raised Jesus is the same power that rose and raised me up out of the pit of darkness. That's what you're telling people. It's your story. And you know what? You can have a thousand scriptures, but when you, you run up across an atheist or you run up across a black Israelite or you run up across a Muslim and you tell them that your God don't speak, you know why he don't speak? Because when I was in the middle of my mess, when I was in darkness, I called on someone that I could not see and he answered me. And he turned me around. Place my feet on solid ground. I didn't even know if I was coming or going. I couldn't even identify who I was, but I serve a God who shows me my identity. Come on now. We all, look, I'm getting stirred up. We serve a God that gives us our identity. He may, we become born again to become born again by the regenerated spirit of the Holy Spirit. He say, no, this is who you are. No, I thought I knew who I was. I thought being empowered and being a black woman was more. He said, Curlin, I've given you the keys to the kingdom. You are a kingdom builder. Can I build my rock on you? He actually told me that. All right, well, sounds good, yeah. But I didn't know what it was going to take. 
See, none of us know what it's going to take until he requires you to change. So that's where you impart that yes. Yes, I'll go heal the sick. I don't even know, uh, if, is it a script for it or what? What do I do? Well, get under, and, and this is where the, the commit part, the commitment part comes in. I said, see, this is why the Holy Ghost is smarter than us. I was not smart enough to put them two words together. I wanted to put commit and submit. It sounded good. But he had a reason of saying submit first and then commit. Because you have to submit unto authority and then you commit. Come on now. So the commitment part is, yet though they slay me, I will trust you. Yet, though I don't know where my leaders are going with that, I'll trust in you. Because there's a part of you in them, and there's a part in me. And I need to connect for years, for years. God's been told me to link up with some people. And if God is speaking to you, and I know he is right now, commit, submit, and commit. Submit unto God. And, and, and make the necessary changes to turn it around. And you, you will be further off and further along. And this is how the everlasting life is going to flow in every area. I got tired of being broke. I got tired of being upset. I got tired of being angry. I got tired of, just say, put tired in front of everything bad. There you go. <laughs> because here's the deal. When we see our sisters and brothers struggling, I used to think like this. Well, suck it up, buttercup. If I got to do it, you got to do it too. So that's not very compassionate. Sounds good, though. But God said, yet I was touched with that same affliction. What did he do? When he went to the cross, what did he do? He submitted and he committed. I said, oh, my God. Your words are awesome. No wonder you said it that way. But he committed unto death. So that's all I have for you tonight. It's in the submitting and the committing. You do not have to have all the answers, church. <laughs> it would be nice. But <laughs> you know, when you took that test, and some people are test people. Um, you know, they, they're, they're, if you're very scholastic, I'll put it that way, not that I'm not, but I'm kind of one of them people like, mm, yeah, that sounds good. I had a Methodist school, I won't tell you, A, B, C, C, D, C, D, 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 E, yeah, all the above. <laughs> but when it's something that I'm really interested in, oh, I throw my whole self into it. We become almost an expert. And you know, this is what I'm saying. Out of your relationship, God said, Curlin, if you put more, and I told Sheree this when we was eating lunch in Talisha. I said, I think you were on the end. You probably didn't hear it this Sunday. I don't know. He said, Curlin, if you put more passion behind your, 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 you doing hair as much as what I called you to do, you'll be all right. So I thought about that. Failure after failure, get up. Still doing it. 
broken fellowship after broken fellowship. People lie to you, don't keep their word. After all that, and I'm 27 years, and I'm still trying to make it work. Think about it. But that's something a gift he gave me. But in this season, I'm like, Lord, I'm willing to put it down. You did what you said. You brought it back. You restored it. You, you gave it. I made more than I ever have. But if it ain't going to fit in this season to facilitate the Holy Ghost and what you asking me to do, I'll, I'll close up shop today. And that's where I'm at. And I start praying and, and seeing things different. If what I've been doing ain't been able to facilitate more of God, then guess what? I might as well put it up, put it aside. That's not easy when you've identified with something you know for so long. So I'm like, well, what am I going to do? I don't know nothing. We're not what we do. But that, I did, that's all I know. I mean, <laughs> it's COVID proof. I can cut her in the garage. I literally did it in COVID. <laughs> I can cut her at home with a trash bag on. Automatic cape right there. So what is God asking you to do? What is he asking you to give? What is he asking you to try? Only you and God knows. If he's requiring more, then I guess I got to facilitate more. I don't know what, that, what more does that look like. You, some are, are already stretched. You see what I'm saying? And, they, and God, God will never say, oh, you know what, gosh darn it, I love you so much. You're doing so much. Just go ahead and take a break. Just back off. He will never ask you to do that. He will never. He's going to always require more because he's invested so much. He died. He gave his very life for us. He gave his very son so that we could live and to do great. He said, I give you faith and strength to do great exploits for him. I seen that last night. I was like, my God, great. Great, great exploits. Ah, man, great exploits. So exploits to me is like, man, that, that sounds like a good, good journey right there. Something about to happen, boy. So I want to be on the cutting edge of what's happening. What's happening? Let's get, go where, where the water is troubling. Let's go. Try it out. See you may not be called to just the healing ministry in the aspect of going to the hospital, but I encourage you to try it out. Because, again, you will be going to Walmart. <laughs> I know it. I don't even have to be a prophet to know that. <laughs> you going to Walmart for sure. And if you haven't tuned in and inclined your ear, how you going to do it at Walmart? See, that's the thing. People think, well, bless God, I'll just do it at Walmart. No, you're not, because <laughs> you can't do it in the atmosphere where it's working. That's the part where we got to change our minds. No, I can do this at home. Well, I guess if it was for you to stay at church, I mean, stay at home and not go to church, then um, he would say, stay home Baptist. Pentecost. No, we ain't coming to you. We're not DoorDash, Holy Ghost. We, we, we're going to assemble ourselves at the house of God, <laughs> right? But as I close, stand up. That's how I know we're ending.
Man, God has changed me. I'm no longer looking at things as an obstacle or something hard or, you mean I got to do with this person? Yes, you do. But what he showed me, each and every one of you carry what I need. I look at Don. I look at Gaby, Mr. Tyler, Ayla, Nakia, even you, Anna. Come on, Anna. Man, Anna. Ah, never mind. Talisha. Miss Cherie, Joe. And In all my years of being at Winners, the biggest battle I faced, you all were the catalyst of my change through the Holy Ghost. And you didn't know it. But I praise God for the gift of God that's in you. And that's how we got to look at each and every person. And this is why we, we, when we hear of each other's stories, we can't, we have to encourage one another in the faith because we can't give up. Don't be scared to talk to someone else or step out of your comfort zone to talk to someone else because just because you see a hard exterior, we all feel and we all are battling things and working things out in the spirit because we're trying to figure out how is it going to look. And I've been standing for a long time, but when we lock arms in faith, trusting that the same God in you that changed your mind is the same God that's changing my mind. Amen? I'm so proud of each and every person. Because God has great things in store for us. And guess what? I get to do it each and every one of you guys. I'm telling you. I know everybody's personality and their quirks. And sometimes I am. I do it. Everybody's like, you should be a, a comedian. No, I don't have nothing to talk about. This is like real life stuff. <laughs> you know? That's what makes you unique. So what I received in revival is that it wouldn't be the same without you. But I want to say to you, being at Winners would not be the same without you, Joe. Without each and every one of you. Jess, without each and every one of you. So in those times when you're not sure, in those times when you're trying to figure out how much do I need to keep investing, keep investing. Keep doing it. Because, look, we made it to 10 years. I don't think, listen, I ain't even had a relationship for 10 years. <laughs> Y'all are my relationship. <laughs> you know, you may be the only family, a long-standing relationship that is functionable. You know? That's good. That's right. 
So, Father God, I thank you, Holy Spirit. I thank you as you walk with us and talk with us this week, God, that you are changing our mind, that you are helping us, Holy Spirit, to use our imagination to see us stepping out, healing the sick. Lord, we're asking, Lord, you, you interrupt our lives for the greater. To, 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 to step aside to be used of you tonight. Lord, you use us at the gas station, Lord. Some have never seen themselves talking to someone at the gas station. But God, is, nothing is impossible for you. Lord, I thank you for everything that we've ever gone through. Lord, we have gone through together. So we say tonight, Lord, that we're submitted and we're committed. And those that are not here, God, we say the same prayer for them, God. Our whole church, our pastors are submitted and committed to you. And so this is why it flows from the head, like the anointing from Aaron's beard. I shake it almost. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that, Lord, you're working. Even when we don't see you working, you're working. Lord, you're doing great miracles right now in this room, God. Lord, you're changing hearts and you're changing minds, God. Lord, you're doing the impossible in bodies and hearts today. Father, you are making a way out of no way, God. We are detaching ourselves from the old, and, and we're walking into that newness of Christ that, God, we see ourselves doing the impossible. God, we see ourselves saying the things of God that God, that will confound the heart of those that don't believe God. We thank you, God, that it's through the anointing that destroys every yoke, God. We thank you that that virtue is being stirred up and pushed out, God, as we fellowship with you and you lead us by your spirit today. Father, we thank you and we trust you and we rest in you. We rely upon and we, we give you our ass, God. As we rest in you, we, we, we look upon a, that gaze as Abraham, as you called him out to, a, to sojourn in a place he didn't even know, God. But you said, this is the place that you will receive the inherited blessings of your fathers. And so, God, we say yes to that. We say yes to your will and yes to your way, God. We say yes, God, because, Lord, we're in that yes, God. There's that dunamis power, God. You have raised us up for such a time as this. You raised us up to be the declarers and the sharers. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you, God, that we all can carry the message of the the, the gift of God that brings all men to repentance, Lord. That life flow, that, that eternal life, God, that is flowing out of us and into the hearts of men. God, it's flowing, it's flowing, it's flowing. And, Father, we thank you that it's flowing in every area of our lives. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. Amen. <laughs>